Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the webcast. And I just looked at the comments and it looks like you've all been enjoying the new music. <laughs> but a big welcome to Barry, of course, back from his travels. Um, good to see you, mate. Good to see you. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. It's uh, it's good to be back. Thanks, Mark, for the, the greeting. I, I was kind of doing my little jingle in the background, too, when I with the countdown so but uh yeah it is good to be back i just got home uh, monday night from finland and so i'm not sure if any of our finnish friends are on live it's i know this for sure it's 10 p.m uh my time well it's my 10 p.m in finland in finland yeah but, so my my body clock is telling me it's 10 p.m too so yeah. but it was a really good time so are you still in Finnish time, or have you kind? Of, are you somewhere halfway across the Atlantic? <laughs> uh, I'm. Well, I mean, I'm. I'm starting to move towards the Atlantic. I'm still. I might be in in kind of like Germany, Netherlands time, uh, but you know, moving towards England time, and yeah. then uh, hopefully by the weekend, I'll. I'll, I'll your your I'll land. Find, <laughs> I'll find the right time zone. Well, they say, um, Barry, they, they, whoever they are. <laughs> it can take one day per hour of time difference. Yes, that's so, what that's what I've always thought that you know it's in in a hopefully in a, a week because it was yeah. seven hours difference that everything will be sorted. But you know, with me <laughs> with sleep, so yeah. I've been up since three three a.m. our time, which would be in a sense sleeping in yeah. in, in Finland. So <laughs> I'm I'm getting there. You're getting there. Well, eight, that, that would be eight o'clock UK time, which wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> yes. So see, that's what I mean. I'm moving gradually. I'm moving, moving closer to home. So, yeah. but it was oh, very good. good. And and thank you so much for for holding the fort. Um, I mean, actually, not only in January, but I think I I was I had a commitment the last webcast in December as well. Well, I, I was beginning to wonder, really, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no problem. What a, Pleasure, my friend. Pleasure. Yeah, one one of the things that was mentioned in Mark, and and of course Mark spends more time in in uh, Europe than I do. And of course I I was with Mark in in uh, May of last year, and in, in the Netherlands and England, and and of course now in Finland. I it just so appreciate people coming up to to me and just saying yeah. how much they 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 listen and appreciate the what we've been doing now. So it's just it's so cool. I and I know I we hear it. We, we read it in the comments and you know sometimes we hear get messages from you guys we appreciate everyone but you know when you hear it or see people and you look yeah. in their eyes they're face to face and they say thank you for doing what you guys do so yeah it's yeah. really encouraging so so appreciate it yeah so, so what's, you what's new you, in your world what's new in my world well i'm just um keep on going on really you know i i came back from the <laughs> netherlands a couple of weeks ago and i came home with covid um so last week actually both webcasts i i had it but last week i was just kind of getting out the end of it um but we're we're all right today we're firing on on all cylinders so <laughs> that's good and um yeah just keeping busy doing what i normally do you know got the family yeah. coming how was how was uh, and everything so how was yeah. holland holland was excellent really good great weekend um 50 people it, we, we we had this weekend conference and it was the best way of describing the venue it was a hotel without any staff 
<laughs> I mean, it looked like a hotel, but you basically took it over. You you did your your own catering and, and everything. And of course, we had an excellent yeah. caterer, professional caterer, who was you know part of the organizers, um, the hosts. And it was just a really, really good weekend. Made some good new mm. friends. Met up with some friends I hadn't seen for a long time. And uh, just great. Just a really, really good weekend. And um, um, yeah, over the east of the Netherlands, very flat. It was kind of wet and grey like it had been in the UK. So it was almost home from home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, tell us about Finland, Barry. You were there for... Best part of 10 days or so, 10, 12 uh, days? 14 days. 14 yeah. days traveling yeah. time. Yeah. 14, yeah, with the travel, 14 days. So uh, what were you, what yeah, were you doing? Uh, we, there were three different areas that we I was speaking at. Uh, Sikaniemi, which is a retreat center outside of Latte. And uh, so we were there, and that was a growing and sunship um, weekend. So that was the first uh, four days, Thursday to Sunday. And again, these are, if and I know you've done these too, before too. It feels like it's like a home week, you know, you come yeah. home and you see your friends that you, you've uh, known. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 my first visit to Finland was in 2005 when James Jordan invited me to be the second speaker at the first A school uh -huh. in Finland. So, so it's, uh, I think I've been, there six times and uh you know five out of the last five no four out of the last five five years mm -hmm. as well so yeah so there was that then we had an open meeting in latte mm -hmm. and then we had um uh it was the first conference that i think pekka our friend mutual friend pekka daniel had in the second largest city in finland and uh of course the the pronunciation would be Tampere. But, you know, if, if we were to, you know, phonetically say it would be Tempere, but it's uh, so that was a, that was again a, a, a amazing open conference um, on a sat last Saturday, I guess. And then I flew home on Monday. So it was great. And just so many open hearts and yeah, really deep, deep ministry, too. So that and I think we'll be probably talking a little bit about that tonight. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we've obviously chatted, you know, um, while you were there and since you got home. Um, and just tell us, just just tell us a little bit about how you felt some of the ministry was, because really, mm. yeah, that that sparked the title for today's webcast, yeah. "The Father of All Compassion," yeah. um, and you felt you've, you well, just tell us, tell us how you felt, tell us how it was, tell us what it was like, yeah, and then yeah. we'll we'll springboard into the topic, eh? Yes, we'll just, yeah, I mean, it's going to be just a conversation tonight between yeah. two mates that have been doing this for how long? This is our 14th year? Yeah, 13 and a half years, I guess we've been doing this. 13 yeah. and a half years, so yeah, yeah. so it's just another conversation and and we so appreciate just, you know, involving and being, you guys being a part of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah I, when every time I've gone to Finland, it feels like there's, there's this really very special, um, somewhat unique, um, sense of God's presence and this time more than ever it was like I felt the the tangible sense of the of the compassion the loving compassion of the father in the meetings and um and and that was in you know the first set in the growing in sonship and even you know the open meetings where um I honestly didn't I don't think I 
expected such deep ministry with, you know, um, kind of an open um, invitation where people, maybe they were hearing about the revelation of the Father's love for the first time. So it, it was this this expression of, of God's love in his compassionate heart that um, it just was seeming to go very, very deep in all of us. You know? And I felt like I was just, I was a participant, but I was also like a spectator to see what God was doing. Yeah. And, you know, afterwards people, after meetings, people were just coming up and just saying, you know, I like, you know, some people said it, it felt like honey and others felt that it was like the river of living water. And, and, and it was other people said, I don't know what this is. I've never experienced this substance before. Mm, and wow. so, yeah, it, it just was this beautiful sense of, of the, the love of God that, um, you know, when, and of course, I talked about compassion as well. And, and for me, when I, when I talk about it, and I don't know how this works, I, if anybody who has been in the father heart um, family or the stream of ministry for any amount of time, you know, that oftentimes it's, we minister out of weakness and, mm -hmm. and it's, it's just, just the nature of, of um, the message. You know, it's not like we're coming with this theologically, you know, very strong power anointed kind of a presentation. It's, it's, it's really just, you know, coming as little boys and little girls with a big dad and that weakness that is released. And, and so, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I often talk about is the, you know, uh, my own story, right? Because oftentimes, you know, we minister just out of our own life experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. we, we only can give away that which we received. And, and so, in, in a few places, I, I did share about our experience uh, with the Father of Compassion uh, that was released, that was revealed to me, you know, in, in our journey with our, our daughter, Candice. So, uh, yeah, it, it was, and, it, and I find when I go to that place of vulnerability in my own heart, mm -hmm. and it just seems like it, it's like the, it's almost like the, and I think I, I mentioned in some of my reflections, Mark, that I sent to you, it's like, it's like the the alabaster jar of my heart mm -hmm. when it's broken open it just seems to to release something of of the sense of god's presence that, and it was so beautiful everywhere we went so um and one of the things that i, I think i we experienced and um uh, and I, again I, I it's not something you can necessarily define because it's it's beyond words and, and many people were saying that they were just saying mm -hmm. i have no words for what i'm experiencing right wow. now i don't know it, and uh, but it's just that the the Latin word for compassion mm -hmm. is compassio, which means to suffer together. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things that I could say that we experienced and I experienced and it wasn't like I had anything to do with it as much as it was the, the father through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit uh, was just absolutely imparting this the sense of he was entering into our suffering. Mm -hmm. And, and I think sometimes when we suffer, we feel alone, we feel misunderstood, uh, we feel isolated. But, you know, I think when we begin to understand that God enters into, he suffers with us. He, mm -hmm. he doesn't um, insulate him, himself from our, our pain. But, you know, uh, Psalm 34, 7 says that God is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I think so that's what we were encountering in, in all the meetings, it was just quite, quite Amazing. remarkable, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I think 
just as you say, Barry, it's like the father, of course, is is always right there with us. You know, mm-hmm. whatever we're going through, whatever situation we're going through, he's he's always with us. You know, he, his promise is, I, I I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. So we kind of have that assurance of his presence with us. But I think what you're describing is 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 um, that you were connected to the Father in a way mm. that you perhaps m- maybe not experienced before or so intensely. And yeah. we actually could see those people through the Father's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I know, you, you know, you know, we minister the same way, but it's like, and and again, it's not something. It's you know, it's not like you know, you go into a meeting expecting some, you know, to be in a sense undone uh, yeah. in a, at a at a level. But it to me, it's just like, uh, and oftentimes for me, it does come from my own life experience mm-hmm. when I share something that is a trigger in me personally, yeah. and it seems to uh, people respond to whatever is happening in the meeting and then i i have often felt this and i you know i don't mean it to sound super spiritual i don't know how else to say it but it's almost like i feel the father looking through my eyes at people and when i see faces that are being like seeing how the love of god is touching people it's like this compassion Mm -hmm. is just you know absolutely wells up and and of course it's it's it seems like it's this that it's released and and then people respond, and it's just just this beautiful sense of of the Lord just showing Himself to be clear or close, you know. And I think one of the things, um, for, like you said uh, before, is is that the Father is close to us all the time. Mm-hmm. We, the, you know, certainly biblically we know that. Yes. And you know, I just re- I remember the time when when our daughter was going through um, cancer treatment, and it was the first month of of the treatment and she was battling for her life and we didn't know if she would survive and i felt like i was on autopilot and one of the the times i was walking to get my car to pick up the family to to go home after a long day at the cancer hospital i just said to the lord i said where are you i I don't feel you Hmm. i know you're here but i don't feel your presence i'm on autopilot our oldest daughter was eight months pregnant with our first grandchild and so she was having a hard time with her pregnancy because she was worried about her baby sister, yeah. you know, if she would survive. And so, you know, and my mother's there seeing her, 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 her granddaughter, you know, going through this. And, and I just felt like there was this, um, I just felt like numb. And I, and, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I asked the Lord, where are you? And then it was in that moment, I just felt like the father just really revealed where he was. Yeah. And he was walking alongside of me, silently suffering with me. In that moment, and again, that's where you know he he's always there, but mm-hmm. in that moment, it was like there was this deeper awareness of his abiding presence. In that moment, and and I know Mark, you, you and maybe you can talk a little bit more about comfort, but I know in that moment when I felt that he understood my pain and mm-hmm. that he wasn't rebuking me for, you know, having mm-hmm. you know being on autopilot. It was just like sure. there was nothing to say but to sit with me in the midst of the pain and it was in that place it was like this this sense of comfort came at 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 a level that you know up until that point i had never experienced before and so i think 
in a essence, you know, sometimes when the Lord kind of shows us, you know, in a supernatural mm -hmm. way, how close he is, not just yeah. the, not just the, the sense that, okay, theologically he's close, but I mean, I experientially, I felt his nearness and he, again, he didn't say anything other than he was mm -hmm. silent yeah. and, and it was so profound. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, at the end of John 16, Jesus says to his disciples, you know, fear not. <laughs> you know, in this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's not a very encouraging thing, but it's the reality. Mm. You know, in this world, you will have trouble. And then he says, but, you know, fear not, I've overcome the world. And the thing that really always strikes me about that is, you know, he has done for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Mm. You know, he doesn't take the suffering away. He doesn't take the, the problems away. But he promises mm. to be with us in our suffering. He promises to be with mm. us in our, in our grief. <clears throat> and, you know, his presence is always with us. He's always loving us. He's always pouring his love into our hearts. But... It's like it's it, the thing that I found, you know, in my own experiences and my own struggles and challenges is, is it's very easy to forget, you know, mm. that he's with us, you know. And like you say, Barry, it's like, where are you? Where are you? You know, and he's yeah. there. And what I'm, I guess, what I'm learning to do in in those those struggles, in that those times of suffering, is to say, it's just a pause and say, Father, I need to know, I need to know that you're, you're, you know, I need to feel your tangible presence. You know, mm. my situation might not change, um, you know, it might, it might get worse, but that cry of my heart is like, you know, Father, I, I know you're here, you know, theologically, biblically, I know you're here, but I need to feel your yeah. tangible presence and i am i'm finding you know that i'm feeling that more and more when i just stop when i just pause when i quiet myself and yeah. for me sometimes that's that may be just as simple as going out for a walk and not even putting any not even putting my headphones in and my music on but just walking in the presence of my father and saying father i, I really need to know your presence you know, mm. I know about it, but I need to experience it. Um, mm. You know, I'm not looking, you know, it would be nice if this situation changed. It would be nice if this situation got better. But, you know, I want to just know. I want to encounter you in in the midst of my 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 sorrow, my suffering. And, mm. you know, and, and I think like you, Barry, I'm when I'm in, in meetings and when I'm praying for people, I'm particularly about comfort. I'm just saying to the Father, Father, what? What, what is it that they need comfort for, you know? Mm. And to just maybe for the eyes of my heart to be opened a little bit to, mm. to what they're going through. And like I said to you in one, in one of our texts over the last few days, you know, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm watching your back on this one, <laughs> you know, and uh, just uh, just hearing what's, what you're doing and hear how you're responding to the spirit and saying, yeah, this is this is the father's heart. This is his heart for his mm. children. And 
I, I just want to encourage you guys. Um, you know, some of you are probably struggling. Some of you are probably maybe even going through traumatic situations, traumatic circumstances. Mm. You know, it really feels like that season of, of suffering. And, mm. um, you know, I just want to encourage you just, just to, to pause in, in that and, and just say, Father, thank you that you are the overcomer. You've done for me mm. what I can't do for myself. Mm. Um, I was just reading uh, earlier today in, it's a very well-known passage, Romans chapter five, verse five. Um, you know, Paul says we've been justified through faith and we, because of that, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's like, I was just reading that, and I just felt the Father say, just as I was reading that, it's, it's, it's your, you know, saying it to me, you know, Mark, it's your faith in me mm. that, you know, reaffirms, confirms your relationship, you know. And mm. when you've got that trust, and faith is just, faith is just dependency on him and relying on him yeah. and having that childlike, that weakness barrier that you were talking about a few moments ago. Saying, you know, I can't do anything, but I know you can. <laughs> and yeah. it's that posture of, you see, I think, mm -hmm. I think faith comes out of our weakness. You know, the weaker we are, yeah. the clearer our faith is, because faith is basically total dependence, total reliance on him and saying, I can't do it, Father, but I know you can. Mm. And it's, it's out of that faith and that trust and that dependency on mm. him that, you know, Paul says we can glory in our sufferings. Well, we don't like doing that, but that's, you know, that's the mm. consequence of this journey of faith where we say, Father, it's all about you. It's not about me. It's, it's about you and it's about your strength. And it's, it's, mm. it's, it's what you've done. And, you know, yes, I'm going through this challenging time. I'm going through this suffering. But, you know, Paul goes on to say this, this suffering with the attitude of faith and dependency on our father it produces perseverance and character and hope and we have that hope and for me this mm. is the foundation we have that hope because god's love the father's love is being poured mm. into our hearts by the holy spirit yeah and you know there are times we don't feel that, but that's, a, you know, the truth is, the bottom line is, the foundation is, he's always pouring his love into our hearts. And yeah. whatever you guys are going through right now, you know, I just want to just, just declare over you that the Father is pouring his mm. love into your heart right now. Yeah. And that's never in question, you know. I think what is in question sometimes is our ability to ex experience it or believe it. But I, again, I just mm. want to encourage you to pause and just quiet yourself mm. even just for a moment now and say father you know what i'm going through yeah. i just pause and will you pour your love into my heart mm -hmm. see that's that's faith saying father i trust you you are mm -hmm. dependable you are reliable i can't do anything in my own strength Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that weakness and vulnerability that, you know, Barry, you highlighted a few moments ago. Yeah, I, no, I'd say absolutely an amen to that, Mark. I just feel that. And, and I think if you're if you're listening, whether it's live or afterwards, and you feel like I felt with our daughter, 
uh, going through leukemia treatment and not knowing if she was going to survive. And when I just said, where are you, Father? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't feel you. If, if you are feeling that, even yeah. in this moment, just, I mean, I think, you know, Papa just will, wants us just to be authentic with him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want us to try to say words that we think he wants to hear. He wants us just to be real. Because yeah. he sees the real us, he knows the real of us, he loves the real us. And, and I just encourage you that in no matter what you're going through in your life, that you just cry out to God and say, Father, where are you? Can you show me right now how close you are to me? And, and you know, that's the promise. And as I, I referred to Psalm 34, 7, it's close to the broken heart. Yeah. And he will save those who are crushed in spirit. And and so, yeah, I just want to in- encourage you on that. And one of the things that I, I think I felt when I was in in uh, Finland that um, or I was becoming more aware because I felt like it was the compassion of the father that mm-hmm. was being released. And then I, I started to think of Jesus even and how how he moved and how, you know, and it was in. When he when he healed people, like I think of Matt, I just got Matthew nine, thirty five to thirty eight. You know when when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them hmm. because they were harassed and yeah. helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And you know, and then like it seems like if you go through the the scriptures, the gospels, it was like Jesus was moved with compassion. Yeah. And he then he healed people, you know, when Lazarus, his friend died, and then Mary came and said, if you were only here, and she was weeping, and the Bible says that Jesus groaned in his spirit, and then he, he, he wept. And mm-hmm. then, of course, then in that place, he went and he rose um, Lazarus from the dead. And, and so it's like, I started to wonder when I was away, Mark, because we were, it was just so evident in all the meetings that we were at, there was this release of compassion that, mm-hmm. that you know, perhaps that's part of the, the beautiful dynamic of how love works. Yeah. That there's this, you know, when we start to experience the compassion that is released mm-hmm. from the Father. And I remember Jack Winter used to say that um, compassion brings the anointing and the anointing breaks the yoke. Yeah. And so, you know, even in this idea, of course, and how do we, you know, in a sense, experience that that tangible sense of the compassion, the nearness, the sharing and sufferings, mm. but through childlike trust, right? Like yeah. you said, through faith to believe. Yeah. And even if we struggle in that way, you know, uh, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. You know, I think that in itself, and oftentimes I think that's a very honest prayer, but one that the Father wants to, he always answers, <laughs> Jesus answered it, and that was enough in the situation, and it's enough for us. And I just, you know, yeah. my prayer in in this time together that we're here, that the Father would just, his tangible compassion and sharing in our sufferings, entering into our sufferings, identifying with our pain, not insulating himself, that, that there would be something that would bring that comfort yeah. at a deeper level like you know second corinthians 1 3 and 4 says that god is the father of compassion and the god of all comfort yeah. and that he comforts us with that compassion and that comfort so that we can comfort others with that same comfort you know and so mm-hmm. and i know that the your wheelhouse is comfort my friend and and you talk about me you know following i follow you in that <laughs> realm in, in the area of comfort you know talking about the comfort of the lord and i do believe that you know in this whether it again is live or if it's afterwards that the father Mm. 
<laughs> the father wants to reveal and release a greater sense of his compassion. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. For each and every one of us. Yeah. I'm, I think we, hmm. we all go through trauma. We all go through hmm. grief. You know, we all struggle with, with things and, hmm. you know, the question I often have is what, what are we going to do with that? What hmm. are we going to do with that, that trauma? Are we going to carry it? Um, of course, you know, trauma affects us all differently. Affects, you know, we, we respond hmm. differently. And what may be traumatic for Barry might not be traumatic for me. And what might be traumatic for hmm. me might not be traumatic for him. And yet the, the danger I think we have with this whole issue of trauma is we, we compare, you know, oh, my trauma is not as bad as Barry's, you know, and, and so, you know, his, you know, whatever. And but the moment we do that, we, we kind of reduce our own trauma and very easily we don't face up to it. We don't recognize it's there. Um, you know, we kind of have this scale, you know, and of course, you know, when, when, when we lose a loved one, that, that is incredibly yeah. traumatic. It's, it's deeply painful. It's, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of grief and sorrow and sadness that goes along with that. And, um, you know, that is so intense and we kind of, um, can compare our, our trauma to to that very intense trauma, which, and the moment we do that, we kind of diminish what we're going through ourselves, mm. and we kind of push it to one side and say, "Oh, well, it's not as bad as so and so's." And when we do that, we just we just carry we carry the trauma in our heart, and it becomes a heavy weight, and you know, it almost becomes so familiar to us that we we just get used to it and i just think it's 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 these these areas of trauma these areas of grief these areas of sorrow that affect us all that the father really wants to to deal with in our hearts today um you yeah. know just thinking about you know, one of the passages i refer to a lot is isaiah 51 verse 3 the lord will surely comfort zion and will look with compassion mm -hmm. on all of her ruins. And very often we feel like our heart is just a ruin. It's a mess. It's mm -hmm. a wreck. You know, it's, it's broken. And we kind of don't know what to do with it. Mm. But yet, and in a sense, we don't have to do anything. <laughs> because mm. the Father says, I see your brokenness. I see your yeah. your ruined heart. But his promise in Isaiah 51 is, you know, I will comfort you. And I will mm -hmm. transform the desert places into beautiful gardens. Mm. And joy and gladness will be found in your heart once again. You see, <laughs> he wants to restore the brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. And he, yeah, he wants to deal with the wreck the mess, the pain, the grief. Mm -hmm. And these things are so real and so intense. And, you know, 
This is a promise that Isaiah talks about. The Lord will surely comfort Zion. He will look with compassion on her ruins. He will make her deserts like Eden, her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the sound of singing. You know, those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. I, even I, am he who comforts you. And I just want to encourage you, and I know Barry would be the same today, just as you're watching this or watching it later, is just to cry out from the depths of your heart, Father, will you comfort me? Father, will you comfort me? Will you pour your love into my heart? Will you yeah. embrace the brokenness? You see, he embraces our brokenness and he carries our brokenness. He doesn't leave it. Mm. He comes alongside us. He puts his arms of compassion around us. And he picks up that which is broken. Mm -hmm. And as he holds us in his arms, he begins the process of restoration and healing. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I just want to encourage you just to reach out and say, Father, Father, comfort me. You know, mm -hmm. and you know what the trauma is, you know what the grief is, you know what the loss is. And don't think about anybody else's loss, but you know, what have, what have you lost? And just say, Father, yeah. I need to experience your comfort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think of Psalm 103, where uh, King uh, David is writing about the compassion of the Lord. And it says that uh, as a father has mm. compassion on his children, so yeah. the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he knows how we are made. He remembers that we came from dust. And I think yeah. one of the things that, um, I don't know, I think it's the cry of all of our hearts, but mm -hmm. it's certainly the cry of my heart, is to be understood. Yeah. Um, to be known at a level that is beyond the veneer of what people see, yeah. and to be loved in that place. And I think sometimes if we have this idea of that God's expecting perfection or he's expecting some kind of mm. proper response to our pain <laughs> that, that we just aren't able to do, I just feel that, you know, I just want to encourage each and myself included that when the Father looks at us, he understands that we came from dust. Mm -hmm. He knows our frailty. And when he sees our brokenness and our frailty, he doesn't judge us. He doesn't get frustrated with us. His heart is filled yeah. with compassion towards us at that time. Mm. And because he knows how we were made, he remembers our frailty. And so my encouragement to you that, you know, it's it's not only about, you know, the, the our pursuit in knowing God, it's being able to know that he knows us. Mm. And, and again, that's where his comfort comes yeah. in the knowing of our pain and, and understanding us at a level that we just need to experience that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, many of us didn't receive the comfort we needed to receive mm. when we were little kids, when we were teenagers. Mm. 
Um, you know, I remember, I mean, some of you will have heard my story. Um, you know, I, I went to a boarding school when I was 13. I was there for six years. And it was a very competitive environment. In many ways, a very aggressive uh, environment. And, you know, whilst there were a lot of things about my school life I enjoyed, there was a lot about my school life I didn't enjoy. And, you know, the thing I've come to realise... Um, kind of in the last few years is mm. that environment that I was in for six years was a very comfortless environment and you know I, I've been I, okay I went home for school holidays but I was taken out of my home environment you know and I was put in this school and you know um, you know my mum did it for all the right reasons and you know there's no mm. problem there between us at all but um you know, I was in this environment and, you know, when you're in your home, there's a certain level of comfort just from being at home, isn't there? You know, if you've got to, mm. and suddenly that was, that was stopped. And so for six years, I didn't, you know, I was in this environment without comfort. And just in the last few years, the father's been showing me, he said, you know, Mark, you spent six years of your life with no comfort. <laughs> and mm. I want to comfort you for those six years you know that that period of time is wow. over 40 years ago in my life you know I left school 40 I left school 45 years ago so 45 to 51 years ago that was that period of time and it's like the father says you know hey that's okay don't worry you know I am outside of time I'm bigger than time I can comfort the 13 year old the 14 year old the 15 year old which is mm -hmm. still inside of me and so you know there may be some of you who just think oh, I didn't receive I didn't receive comfort when I was little well mm. you know the father can go back to that point of your life in the spirit and pour comfort into your heart that changes mm -hmm. the in it changes you internally and it's like something mm -hmm. new begins to grow inside of you and this this yeah. this well of comfort builds up and you and you know sometimes people say to me how long does it take because <laughs> we like we like the instant fixes don't we we like it now and you know how long does it take how much comfort do i need and i i'm, I'm you know i have a very simple answer i don't know <laughs> you know um we need to be comforted and we need to go on mm -hmm. being comforted until we know that we have been comforted. And mm. when I sat with this whole boarding school issue um, a few years ago, um, it, it was about a two year process in my life. Um, I'm just sitting with it, you know, not, not every day, but you know, just over that two years, just saying, Father, will you pour your comfort into my heart? Will you comfort me for mm. that time at school? And I got to the end of about a two year period and I knew my heart was comforted. Mm. And, you know, um, sometimes there's no easy fix. There's no quick fix. There's an easy fix. The easy fix is saying, Father, will you comfort me? <laughs> sometimes mm. it's not a quick fix. Um, and I just encourage you to stick with it and mm. just say, Father, will you comfort me? You know, the comfort I need, mm. the comfort I needed, will you pour it into my heart? See, he loves to do that. I really believe this is, you know, this is... 
I mean, he hears all of our prayers, right? Okay. But sometimes mm -hmm. we don't kind of get the answers straight away. <laughs> mm -hmm. We would like them. But I really do believe this is one of those prayers that not only does he hear, but he responds to in each mm -hmm. and every case, you know. And maybe, Barry, in a few moments, we can just take time just to ask the Father to comfort. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, as you, as you said, Mark, you were all created to be comforted. And one of the things, and certainly in Canada, I don't know if anywhere else around the world, that a saying that parents often said to little boys when they would cry is, big yeah. boys don't cry. Yeah. And I'm sure it would be the same for uh, big girls don't cry. And, yeah. and, and the truth is, is we all have continued to need to be comforted. Yeah. It's not, and the thing is, if we don't experience comfort in the, the right way, in a healthy way from the father, then we pursue it in other, yeah. maybe uh, other ways. And, and I just believe that, like you said, Mark, that the father, ha, I just feel the father wants to just wrap hmm. his arms of love around us, even right now, wherever we are, and whether it's live or the recording, yeah. and that we would experience the tangible sense yeah. of his compassion that is mm. moving and his yeah. compassion moves to bring healing and restoration and hope and encouragement and strength in the darkest of our times. Because yeah. he is the, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Yeah. And maybe we need to lay aside, let go of those false comforts, mm -hmm. um, whatever yeah. they are, you know, we, we, know, we know what they are f for ourselves, mm. but they're like a medicine. You know, they dull the pain for a few hours, a few days. Mm. And then we have to take some more medicine, go back to those false comforts. Yeah. But when he comforts us, mm. we don't have to run back because he does a, he does a, he does, he does a proper job. Mm. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you. Let's just, let's just open our hearts to the father. You know, just acknowledge in the simplicity of your heart. Maybe you just need to say, Father, here I am, I'm a, I'm a wreck. <laughs> I'm broken. You know, I really believe that's the first step because when we recognize our brokenness, we're accepting our weakness. Mm. And we're beginning to say, I can't do anything, but you can. Mm. And just come before him, just wherever you are, just come before him and say, I'm broken. I can't fix myself. Mm. Some of you have tried to fix yourself and you get frustrated because it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. but just come to the Father mm. and say, Father, I'm broken. Mm -hmm. I'm carrying this pain around. Mm-hmm. I'm carrying this trauma, this grief. <clears throat> Father, would you come to me? Mm -hmm. The Lord will surely comfort Zion. Comfort, mm -hmm. comfort, my people, says the Lord. Mm -hmm. May you be greatly comforted. 
Father, thank you that you're pouring your love into our hearts right now by the Holy mm. Spirit. For each and every one of us, you're pouring your love into our hearts. Mm -hmm. And so, Father, we just come before you just weak, seeing our own weakness, maybe our own failings, our own brokenness, our own pain. Mm -hmm. And, Father, we just ask you, the God of all comfort, the Father of all compassion, to reach down and pick up the mess we call our life. <laughs> mm -hmm. and Father, would you hold us in your arms and pour your comforting love into our hearts, mm -hmm. that you would begin to mend the broken places, you would begin to heal broken, the wounded mm -hmm. places, you would begin to restore and redeem all that's been stolen from us. Mm -hmm. I believe the Father saying that some of you have experienced great loss. It's like something was stolen from you. Mm. And that's the enemy. And I believe the Father saying that he will restore the years, the locust have eaten. Yeah. He will give you a double measure for what's been stolen. So if that's you, if you know something's been stolen from your life, just come and say, Father, will you redeem? Mm. Will you give back everything that's been taken? Mm. I believe that's his heart for us tonight, today. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. Well, Father, I, I just pray that you just help us simply breathe. Yeah. Just breathe. Breathe in your love. Yeah. The Ruach of God, the, yeah. the breath of God. Well, we don't have to do anything. Mm. We can just be and breathe. Wow, I just want to read, just declare a little bit of Psalm, Isaiah 61, which was the launching pad for Jesus in his ministry. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the, the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, mm -hmm. to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, mm -hmm. the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, mm -hmm. the planting yeah. of the Lord, that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins. Mm -hmm. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall yeah. repair the ruined cities in the devastations of many generations. Mm -hmm. And verse seven says, instead of your shame, mm -hmm. there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Mm. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. Yeah. 
that they shall have everlasting joy. Yeah. And I just feel that the Father would just encourage each one of us tonight that there is a divine exchange mm. that his comfort brings in our hearts. Yeah. Freedom for those who are feeling in captivity. The oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness, mm. the garment of praise, beauty for ashes, that there's a divine exchange where his love comes, his compassion comes, and he surrounds us with his kindness and his gentleness. And I just feel that the Father is just so tender for each and every one of us. Describing Jesus in Isaiah, it says, A bruised reed he will not break, mm. and a smoldering wick he will not put out. Mm. And so, Father, we just ask by your Spirit now. Yeah. Well, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, yeah. would you just tangibly reveal mm. to each and every one of your children how close you are yeah. and how you are moved with compassion towards each and every one of us? Yeah. Well, Father, just in this moment, would you awaken the nearness of your presence and how you don't judge us, but you are filled with compassion towards us and you actually enter Mm. into our suffering. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Lamentations chapter five. Mm. Jeremiah writes, the joy has gone from our hearts. Mm. Our dancing has turned to mourning. The crown Mm. has fallen from our head. Our Mm. hearts have grown faint. Our eyes have grown dim. Maybe you're feeling like that today. The joy has gone from your heart. Maybe the joy's never been. You've never known that joy in your heart. Maybe it feels like the dancing turned to mourning. And it's just a heaviness. You know what Jeremiah feels there in Lamentations is the opposite of what Isaiah prophesies. Mm-hmm. About the crown coming back on our head and our joy and gladness being restored. Mm-hmm. At the end of Lamentations, chapter 5, there's a cry. Restore us to yourself, Lord, that we may return. Renew our days of old. Mm-hmm. I believe the Father just wants to say today that mm-hmm. if your joy's gone, if your joy's never been mm-hmm. there, if the crown has fallen off your head, He's a father. He's the perfect father. Yeah. He wants to restore everything that's been taken, everything that you've lost. Mm. So, Father, just go into the depths of our hearts. Just go into the depths of our hearts and bring freedom to your sons and daughters. Mm. Thank you, Father. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just hear, just breathe, little one. Just yeah. breathe. Yeah. <laughs> it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Yeah. 
And Father, I pray that the joy of the Lord will mm. be our strength. Yes. That even in the darkest moment that we're experiencing, mm. that the light would just penetrate the darkness. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the joy that <clears throat> comes from being loved from the Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. <coughs> would just strengthen us at the core level mm. of our hearts, Father. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. Mm. He will not accuse, he will not harbor his anger forever. Mm. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his yeah. love for those who fear him. The Father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion. Mm on those who fear him. Mm -hmm. From everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your promise. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you that we can just come as little children we can let go. Mm -hmm. We can be held in your arms. You're the father we've been looking for all of our lives. The perfect yeah. father. Mm -hmm. And you're loving each one of us now with an everlasting love. And yeah. So father, we just ask you to go on doing that. Mm -hmm. These next yeah. hours, these next days. Mm -hmm. Thank you, father. Yeah. Amen. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Wow. Whenever you need to, just put your hand on your heart and say, Father, will you comfort me? Will you be my comfort? You know, you can do that wherever you are, just walking around the house, in, in the car. Mm -hmm. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can do it in the supermarket, the high street. Just, Father, will you, will you be my comfort? Because he is. Thank you for yeah. being with us today. Thank you for watching mm -hmm. later. Um, it's been good having you back, matey. Uh, it's my joy. It's good to be back, my brother. And uh, we'll be back here same time, same place next Wednesday. And I look forward yeah. to seeing, um, yeah, as many of you as possible then. So thanks. Yeah, thanks so much. Have a good week, everyone. Next week. Bye.